ostensibly there is a nexus between the differing and sometimes conflicted views as to just what is meant by culture. Plausibly, culture is an essential part of conflict and conflict resolution. Factually speaking, verbalizing culture is an extremely vast, complex doctrine and presumably rooted in the theory of esegesis and exegesis. A word of caution though, this perception certainly has to do with our cognitive lens. In this academic forum, all things being considered, exegesis is deemed as objective and esegesis as subjective. Historically, exegesis is the process of interpreting texts in such a way as to introduce one's own presuppositions, agendas, or biases. It is commonly referred to as reading into the text. It is often done to prove a pre-held point of concern and to provide confirmation bias corresponded with the pre-held interpretation and any agendas supported by it. Exegesis is best understood when contrasted with exegesis. Exegesis is drawing out text meaning in accordance with the author's context and discoverable meaning. Exegesis is when a reader imposes their interpretation of the text. Thus, exegesis tends to be objective and exegesis highly subjective. Given the specifics and logistics of this topic, combined with the characteristics of exegesis and exegesis, presumably will significantly influence this discourse because they underpin, stimulate analysis, and encourage interpretation at the same time in context of textual translation, literary context, historical context, and theological communication. The constructs objective and subjective are differentiated because objective culture is the embodying of materials such as food or clothing, whereas subjective culture has to do with attitudes, values, and beliefs, according to research gate. However, historically traditional societies usually share a common culture. Therefore, we global citizens who live in larger, more diverse societies share a mainstream culture with which most people can identify. Societies may also have subcultures alongside their normal cultures, often based on shared values or interests, especially among immigrants and young people. Explaining what is the meaning of being subjective helps alleviate, as opposed to conflate, the issue concerning exegesis and esegesis. Interesting enough, the more that I demystify and navigate this conversation concerning whether culture is esegesis or exegesis, I have discovered that the construct subjective has a lot to do with existing in the mind, 
belonging to the thinking subject rather than to the object of thought pertaining to or characteristic of an individual personal individual a subjective evaluation placing excessive emphasis on one's own moods attitudes opinions etc unduly egocentric in contrast being the object or goal of one's efforts or actions not influenced by personal feelings interpretations or prejudice based on facts on bias and objective opinion not to mention intent upon or dealing with things external to the mind rather than with thoughts or feelings as a person or a book equally culture is derived from the middle french culture which in turn is derived from latin in latin culture is written as either cultus culti colo or corri these latin words can mean fostering inhabiting cultivating tilling maintaining tending to cherishing worshiping decorating and adorning The Latin culture eventually evolved into cultura and culture meaning agriculture cultivation training or taking care of in medieval Latin the word used was culturae This philosophized complex topic is being explained in an expository metaphorically through my 50 mm lens This lens captures a very shallow depth of field in my frames about aspects of culture at the same time focusing my attention on the subject namely culture by keeping it in focus while the rest of the frame falls into creative blur as to whether culture is exegesis or exegesis that highlighted the same will also be supported by the ultra wide angle lens in landscape photography capturing a wide view of culture and stretch perspective of the foreground interest of culture that's close to my camera which is also better at controlling barrel distortion and vignetting culture while all of this action is done in tandem with my macro lens which allows me to view the world in a cultural context in close up transforming ordinary culture subjects that i see every day into something extraordinary like an authentic interpretation of culture just as in photography and optics fanatin is a reduction of an image's brightness or saturation toward the periphery compared to the image center likewise metaphorically and philosophically this technique is expressed in culture because photography is part of culture and culture is part of photography that said it should be noted that in the word venet from the same root as vine originally referred to a decorative border in a book later the word 
came to be used for a photographic portrait that is clear at the center and fades off toward the edges. A similar effect is also visible in photographs of projected images or videos of a projection screen resulting in a so-called hotspot effect. Vanetting is often an unintended and undesired effect caused by camera settings or lens limitations. However, in this context, it will be used deliberately and introduced for a creative effect, such as to draw attention to the center of the frame. Similarly, in culture, according to Sherere Rabasusi and Alberto Vanolo, fictional vignettes are narrative texts that we academic researchers may invent in order to illustrate arguments or to present their research outcomes. They are stories or situations that do not strictly report factual realities observed by the author, but that in any case implement the heuristic for the arguments that the author wants to raise. We also believe that if Vanette is a scene or a descriptive sketch, it might focus on a single moment or an image, or it may give a particular distinct impression of a character or setting. A short story, no matter how short, will have a conflict and a beginning, middle, and end. A photographer may deliberately choose a lens that is known to produce vignetting to obtain the effect, or it may be introduced with the use of special filters or post-processing procedures. In the case of cultural practitioners, since they are conscious of the fact that culture is made up of customs, attitudes, and beliefs that are unique to each group of people, they can encourage and introduce new philosophical ideas and technological advances, which invariably can lead to cultural change. Cultural change in this context can also occur through diffusion, when contact with other cultures and ideas are transferred. For instance, when using super zoom lenses, vignetting may occur all along the zoom range, depending on the aperture and the focal length. However, it may not always be visible, except at the widest end. In these cases, vignetting may cause an exposure value difference of up to 0.75 exposure value. In psychology, there is a vignette. In psychological and sociological experiments, presents a hypothetical situation to which research participants respond, thereby revealing their perceptions, values, social norms, or impressions of events. Photography connects with the world, captures culture and history, see the beauty in my everyday life, tell my story, make me feel happier, experiment and learn history, which is consistent with my ideology as licensed cultural practitioner and publisher. That's why, from my field of view as an author, student of film, media arts specialist, licensed cultural practitioner, and publisher, 
qualifies me to critically explain and interpret what the original cultural theorists meant in expressing culture in this text. Whether culture is exegesis or exegesis, the context of explicating exegesis and exegesis. These are critical to this conversation, especially the theoretical question, is culture exegesis or exegesis? In the process of explaining and interpreting culture through the lens of a photographer, all of the aforesaid assertions are juxtaposed against the definition of culture and textual translation, literary context, historical context, and theological communication. Exegesis includes a wide range of critical disciplines. Textual criticism is the investigation into the history and origins of the text, but exegesis may include the study of the historical and cultural backgrounds of the author, text, and original audience. Other analysis include classification of the type of literary genres presented in the text and analysis of grammatical and synetical features in the text itself. Although the terms exegesis and exegesis are commonly heard in association with biblical interpretation, both are broadly used across literary disciplines. Yet, in this context, there is a difference between exegesis and exegesis. Exegesis means using the words of the text in Scripture through the lens of the original context to determine their intent. Exegesis means reading into the text with a preconceived notion we may have a view espoused by hope. Bollinger. Objectively speaking, this conversation invariably focuses our attention on verbalizing whether culture is exegesis or exegesis. But the interpretation depends on our cognitive lens. Webster New Collegiate Dictionary states that exegesis is deemed as objective and exegesis is deemed as subjective. Exegesis and exegesis stimulate analysis and interpretation, especially when it is intertwined with venets, a term utilized by photographers. In the scheme of things, said subjective culture is a society's characteristic way of perceiving its social environment. It consists of ideas about what has worked in the past and thus is worth transmitting to future generations. Presumably, could Rav Linton's definition of culture as the way of its members, the collection of ideas and habits which they learn are shared and transmitted from generation to another generation be construed as subjective? This expository will always be contested, especially since I am arguing whether culture is exegesis or exegesis. I presuppose that culture is exegesis 
and or exegesis according to Kieran Egan for my claim that culture is exegesis or exegesis to be true or even meaningful, my presupposition must be true. Therefore, it would be an absurd strategy to deal only with the claims and ignore the presuppositions because it may well be that our disagreements are at the level of presupposition. Overall, given the fact that this text has some appearance of symbolism and is philosophized metaphorically through my lens to tell my story, then learning and unlearning and rejecting presuppositions is vital, a view espoused by Carol Updian. During the explication process, the three major theoretical approaches injected toward the interpretation of culture included a functionalist perspective, conflict theorists, and an interactionist perspective. The functionalist perspective acknowledges that there are many parts of culture that work together as a system to fulfill society's needs. Functionalists view culture as a reflection of society's values. I must add that conflict theorists see culture as inherently unequal based upon factors like gender, class, race, and age. Not to mention that an interactionist is primarily interested in culture as experience in the daily interactions between individuals and the symbols that comprise a culture. Various cultural and sociological occurrences can be explained by these theories. However, there is no one right view through which to understand culture. Overall, it should be noted that all writers operating in any cultural space, regardless of our ethnicity, we have a subjective point of view, and therefore, there is this perception that writing a text or discussing a subject can be subjective, but this depends on the subject matter. Therefore, a biased writer may not pay attention to all the facts or develop a logical argument to support his or her opinion. Bias is when a statement reflects a partiality, preference, or prejudice for or against a person, object, or idea. Much of what we read or hear expresses a bias. For example, history, like all subjects, is subjective given that the practitioners are subjects. History is the same, only with two additional problems. First, those who create the source documents from which historians study were all people writing from their own subjective point of view. On the other hand, writers can be objective too. For example, being objective suggests that you are concerned about facts and are not influenced by personal feelings or biases. And if our discourse has more facts than opinions, then it is considered as objective. However, 
By the same token, if or expressions have more opinions than facts, it is subjective. Culture can be exegesis or exegesis. But this depends on if and when an equal number of facts and opinions are presented. Now that I have established context, metaphorically speaking, in this academic forum, through my 50mm lens, ultra-wide angle and macro lens, as an author, student of film, media art specialist, licensed cultural practitioner and publisher, qualified me to analyze and interpret culture within the precinct of this text. A novel is culture, exegesis or exegesis. Whether culture is exegesis or exegesis does not conflate the issue at the end of the day when the proverbial dust is settled and all of the reasons associated with this text were staged and fleshed out regarding the doctrines of exegesis, namely textual translation, literary context, historical context, and theological communication laid the framework to solidify and validate this conversation in novel is culture exegesis or exegesis. It is a pretext to use a lens of interpretation on this stage to frame nine chapters which was verbalized in ISBN 978-976-9653191.